Hello, welcome to the Beyond Blocks podcast, podcast about Drupal and related software development topics. Uh, I'm Oliver Davis. My name is Panagiotis Mutopoulos. Uh, I am a tech leader at Isepia uh, Web Innovation in uh, Athens, Greece. Uh, I am here from uh, from the startup in around uh, 2010, actually. Uh, so we had a lot of steps uh, until we reached the current level. Uh, we are a Drupal agency in Greece, uh, among the, the few, I would say. Um, and uh, we are really involved in various things in uh, the community. We have done a lot of projects uh, in, uh, in Drupal. We only work on Drupal. Uh, we may add some stuff on top, but base, the core is always Drupal. Uh, we have around 10 developers here. And uh, we still try to make them even more. And of course, to, to educate them and everything. But it's a, it's a, a continuous uh, thing that requires a lot of time and uh, identification of who is the best, uh, who could fill uh, the needs. Who wants to spend the time for for Drupal for for everything? Okay, yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So you're my second guest on uh, the Beyond Blocks podcast. Nice uh, to have you too. So yeah, we uh, we we're both at DrupalCon in Lille, so we're recording this on the seventh of November. Uh, so we were both recently at DrupalCon in Lille. I don't think mm -hmm. we actually crossed paths at the conference, as far as I remember. Uh, uh, no, I didn't see you at all. So. <laughs> No, there were a lot of people. There were like what thirteen hundred people or something that were that were there. So, um, certain people I saw a lot just sort of walking around the the sponsors area in various sessions. And yes. Certain people I know, like I knew were there, and I think I saw them once <laughs> over the course of the whole week. <laughs> like they're definitely they're either avoiding me or they're 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 definitely around somewhere. So, um, nah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's, uh, yeah, I. I missed a few Drupal cons obviously with COVID and, and then since so it's the first one for me, I think since Amsterdam. So um, it was good to be, to be back again, but I think, do you say it was your first time attending DrupalCon? Yes, it was actually the, the very first time for, for all of us. Um, because to be honest, it was a cost that uh, it wouldn't be easy for, for me personally to attend to. Mm -hmm. uh, so now that we had the backup from the company and uh, we decided together, okay, the money is from the company, uh, the company pays. So it was uh, easier for us to say, okay, for some days we leave our families behind and uh, we go to attend something bigger to understand how the rest of the world works uh, outside Greece. We, of course, had some... Uh, we listened to the to the videos, to everything that we could. Uh, we read articles, but uh, leaving it from inside, it was uh, completely new. Yeah, I've been quite lucky, I guess. I've been doing Drupal work for a long time. <laughs> uh, I've looked, worked for a few different companies or agencies who sent me to these events, including, including DrupalCon. Uh, I give quite a lot of talks as well, so that usually helps. Um, from a cost perspective, I guess. Um, yeah, well, I don't know how much um, used uh, the rest of the world is from for companies to send developers, 
to conferences or to protein, whatever. But uh, at least in Greece, it's um, it's not so something common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. So I've been able to go to yeah, quite a few of them. I find yeah, it's it's, it's always tricky. I think for us because whenever I've been to some places, it's always been we'll send three people or two people or four people and then people then need to decide who's going to go this year who went last year um you know there's probably some sort of selection process for, for everybody <laughs> that's been sort of my experience usually um except for if i've been speaking or you know i, I worked for drupal association for uh, <laughs> yes okay ago. so that was yeah not that was a bit easier because I was working with them, so yeah. No, for, for Barcelona, we are, we are already set. We will go with the same people, okay. along with uh, we hope with uh, one or two juniors to to join us. Oh, that'd be great for junior. Yeah, I think I must have been. My first camp was London, so I think that might have been twenty fourteen. I think, and then Prague was the first one that I did DrupalCon that I did afterwards. So I'd already been in Drupal for quite a while, but I remember doing Drupal Camp London was for like a mini mini DrupalCon. It's usually about sort of 500, mm-hmm. 600 people it's before COVID. So it's quite an international sort of feel to it, even though it was it was a camp, it felt like you were at a con because people were coming in from all these different places. And yeah, it would be brilliant to be able to sort of expose juniors to that environment mm-hmm. at that stage rather than just being, oh, only the sort of senior people go or whatever the case is. I agree. So is, is there, in terms of Greece, is there... Is there a camp that happens in Greece, in or is there sort of Drupal meetups that happen in Greece, or is it just really Drupal? Camp? Yeah, this is something that uh, we also discussed in the in the leader uh, roundtable the previous week with the rest of the local communities in Europe. Uh, well, we had a lot of uh, community stuff uh, happening, and I would say until around the era that Drupal eight came out. Uh, there were a lot of events. Um, we, the the community had uh, actually the community has a legal form in Greece. Um, we had organized um, a, various meetups in um, in Athens, uh, Patra, Thessaloniki, and various other places. And the one and the one, if I remember correctly, and. Um, uh, then we we hosted a Drupal camp in Athens in uh, 2016, and it was a really great experience because it was the first uh, meeting that we started uh, presenting in uh, English, whereas the rest was in Greek, of course. Um, I met there people that I knew that were Greek or non-Greek, but that they had they had come from other places from around Europe. So it was good. It, it was uh, something that we understood, okay, this is going somewhere. This is not something local, it's going uh, well. Uh, then the next day, the next uh, year, uh, we had uh, hosted the Frontend United here in, uh, in Athens, in Greece. Uh, and then we had uh, an, an overburn of uh, the people getting involved. So everything just stopped after it. Um, the, the old ones had uh, got tired of pushing things, of uh, trying to coordinate everything, to find speakers, to find material, to find stuff. 
Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know if it was uh, COVID or Drupal 8 or whatever, uh, but definitely couldn't find new people to, to get on board the project, uh, on board the, the meetings and everything. So it was really difficult to, to get this up again. We definitely want to make this work. Um, we will try to, at least with uh, my company, but of course with the coordination from the community uh, and with the people there to, to make a fresh start um, in the next months, at least for the first uh, time in our offices to present to anyone who will come what happened in Lille, what we discovered there, what we learned, where, where we could go on with uh, this knowledge and introduce Drupal to some new people. And uh, then we will do, we will try to do everything that we can. Um, not as a person that I spend my own time, that, but as uh, a concentrated effort of developers to make this work where we failed personally. Yeah, essentially I was, so I'm on the Drupal England and Wales Association at the moment. So uh, I also went to the the roundtable for the local association roundtable. And that All right, was so I said it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we had people from, uh, from us, we had people from Drupal uh, Scotland, we had people from the US, we had people from across Europe with their sort of local associations. How can we all work together to make you know these sort of communities better, uh, sort of, with involvement and input from from the actual main Drupal association, so that was quite an interesting discussion. So, is, is there a Drupal association like in Greece that sort of oversees and manages the community uh, that's there? Is it down to still mostly individuals or smaller groups? Uh, well, we do have a legal form, but other than that, it is actually a small groups of people that we personally know uh, because they are one or two to each uh, place. And uh, it was the whole effort up to them to decide to spend their personal time for this. So um, it, uh, it was really easy for them to, to get tired from this. So even though they wanted, uh, of course, family and uh, other stuff gets in the way. And that's when you need more, more people to get involved more new people that don't have these uh, kind of responsibilities. Yeah, doing that is a thing. I think I've found that from, yeah, organizing various sort of events and meetups and everything. And how do you involve new people to yes. help or, or take over later on if you do want to step, step back or step away? Um, but at least what I took from uh, our uh, meeting in the roundtable was that it was not actually a problem that it was only local coming from uh, a small country like Greece. It was something that everyone um, said that it, this is actually happening. Of course, it still stays a problem that we have to solve. Everyone has to solve. But it was good to say that it's not only our Everyone has these kind of problems, so eventually we will find a, a solution to make this work. Yeah, that came out, I think, of the, uh, the association one as well. A lot of the same problem, a lot of the problems are the same 
with the yes. different associations anyway. Uh, a lot of the core problems are the same. I think it was particularly, again, maybe it's since COVID and whatever, but yeah, or just like building a website for your, for your event or your association. Like we could, if everybody's spending all the time doing that <laughs> instead of actually tackling this localized of issues or, or yes and um, that was another issue of course the the website is always an issue uh, of the local community we initially had a, a drupal 6 uh, forum site if i remember correctly but uh, then this didn't have so much uh, uh, so many people in there we also have a slack channel where we we talk in case of uh, need so uh, we currently just have um, a, a grab site uh, that requires no maintenance. So, uh, but I will try to 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 test the um, the, the LA EU website uh, because I think this would uh, make things easier for everyone. I think everybody is really keen to be like, yeah, we'll do the website. Because <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're website developers and we're building um, mm. a thing about a CMS. But I think what was quite, I think we used this Drupal, I'm going to get confused now and people won't like me. Uh, Drupal Netherlands, I think it was, who so open source yes. their site that people have then reused, which I think was a good, and I think more in line with the whole collaborative uh, thing, obviously with Drupal itself, and we've got an initiative uh, local gov happening in the UK with UK councils collaborating on, on code. So it makes sense for us to collaborate on those sorts of things <laughs> as well. <laughs> not just We can build, you know, we don't all need to build a, uh, an association site or a conference site or, or, or for a Drupal camp or something. Um, I'm sure we've probably solved that problem by now, <laughs> maybe. So, okay. Um, so you mentioned it's your first one. So what was, was something in particular that made you decide to attend DrupalCon or was it, was it purely down to finding the right time for, for your team to go? Uh, or was there any particular main sort of reason why you wanted to go to this one? Uh, to this one? Well, of course, the fact that I knew the language was a plus, mm -hmm. uh, even though, of course, French was not a, a requirement. But um, no, it was actually the, the time, uh, it was the perfect time for us to, for me personally and for the whole team actually, uh, to attend this kind of events, uh, of course we had the experience, as we said, as I said, from uh, the past events, the past local events. The the only thing I could compare DrupalCon was to the Drupal Camp, not uh, of course with the same number of people, but to to the seriousness of what this is actually, uh, the whole community, the knowledge. It was really. Uh, interesting the whole thing and uh, since we hadn't lived it for uh, for a few years now it was uh, a great starting point because by remembering what happened uh, when the first local communities in uh, in Athens at least started it was just after another DrupalCon I don't remember which one, uh, but in any case, they started with the same attitude that we want to share to people what we learned in uh, that DrupalCon. So uh, it was definitely a starting point, a good starting point for us to say, okay, we, we met people eventually that 
uh, we knew from the issue twos. Uh, but uh, what else can we get from it? And of course, shared knowledge. Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. Actually, yeah, people I've worked with in issue queues who have recognized the name on their badge and not realized it was them I was speaking to uh, yes. straight away. Um, <laughs> I was at Drupal Camp London one year and speaking to somebody and they said, uh, I realized who it was and they said, oh, we worked on that project together. <laughs> there was a, a freelance <laughs> project we'd worked on. Um, that was interesting. Um, and then some, a couple of times people, came, I was doing some speaking at an online meetup. I think it might be the NW Doug meetup recently. And someone had seen me do a talk there. He came up and said, oh, I saw your talk on, on this. So, but it's, yeah, it's great to really put people's faces to names or names to faces and just make that. Yes, yes. Uh, and then you're not just you know, a name on a screen. And this was really great at the, at the contribution day. Mm -hmm where I, I had the opportunity to, to work face-to-face -face with uh, other people on the navigation project. It was the first time and it was really great. Yeah, that's really, yeah, I, I really like contribution days. Usually I mentor on the Friday, I didn't have time. So I, I did a little bit of contributing myself to get a module running GitLab CI, because that's the new thing that I give away with. Um, but usually, yeah, I'll, I'll mentor. I think they, they're good. One thing I wish, I, I made the suggestion that they should put there's certain people I can I know by seeing like their avatar picture or, or something on there. But certain people have like uh, maybe some older pictures, not um, yeah, of them. So maybe a bit, a bit younger or a bit different, or <laughs> like a little avatar or something. And I don't realize that it's them having looked at them. Um, yeah, they will. <laughs> like one year they should they should put the Drupal.org avatar, the the person's picture on the badge. So you look at them and go, oh, I recognize that um, <laughs> little. Uh, you know, picture or whatever it is. <laughs> that's that's there. That, that, might, be that might be a good one, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, did did you have like a main highlight or, or takeaway or anything from the conference? Uh, well, of course, as I said, I met uh, a few people, but uh, I would say that um, every session that uh, I observed was uh, um, was a great asset. For me, um, I visited a few, I would say, and some might be for, might be not so good of quality, I would say, but even those were good to, to feel more comfortable uh, with um, what I was going to do in, in there. Uh, and I don't mean just the, the session part that I presented. Uh, I mean, uh, um, feeling more comfortable that everyone doesn't want to, to boast of his knowledge. He wants to share. He says, I, can, I have managed this. this. This level might seem for some more uh, low, but for others, it was a very good point on look, he did this with the knowledge that he had. I, who am a student or uh, whatever, uh, I can do what he did at least. And feeling the, the, whole, the, the, the whole comfortable thing and the, and the enthusiasm of some people, of some speakers, they were so enthusiastic. Uh, it was really great to even see them speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think every session I mostly did yeah, some mostly boss sessions and, and mostly just like hallway track, just like networking, speaking to people. Um, 
but yeah every session i did sort of go to or try to go to was absolutely full <laughs> of people um yeah so some of them i struggled to get into i sort of just had to look around the corner and see what was going on and um yeah it was, some of them were so so busy i think that's so yeah, interesting but... not even with drupal but i think from open source perspective like i've worked on projects like i've had people in the sessions that i've done who've worked obviously for other agencies or other companies uh i've had situations then where we've worked with other agencies as part of a build project and then the next day we're pitching against them for, for another project it's this inter <laughs> really interesting sort of thing i think that happens at open source that like if we all we all want to work together and make a better drupal and a better approach yes. is better for everybody uh and by i think about growing growing the pie if everyone grows the pie together we all like with bigger slice or, or something that's that's the analogy i remember hearing somebody say once uh well i i think um i would say that i haven't met the same uh logic in other um backend or php i would say communities i have met it in drupal i have met it in uh, php and i would say that the same thing occurs in some JS communities. For other uh, CMS, hmm, I am a little reluctant to hesitant actually to, to say that it happens in in general in open source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did a few as in comes uh, called Nordev, the Norfolk Developer Conference, at the beginning of the year, and that was like a tech agnostic conference. Um, so yeah, there's just people that are doing you know, Drupal and WordPress and Laravel and you know, goodness knows what else. Um, but it's all done in that sort of open source community learning, sharing spirit. Um, I don't know if that's the same as you say for all technologies and platforms. Or I, I, I wonder whether it's even the same for outside of software, like the, the car manufacturers get together a big conference or dentists or something. <laughs> Do they all meet up <laughs> once a year in some uh, different place to all give presentations? But then you thing <laughs> they've been doing it. I don't know interesting, interesting to find out yeah yeah so you mentioned that you did a session at DrupalCon so what what made you want to submit uh it was a boss session so a birds of heather session that you, that you did what what made you want to submit, submit so that first of all yeah this uh this presentation was actually the one at least as a, as a starting point the one that I had uh organized for for the next uh, meetup in uh, in Athens but uh, this actually never came true uh, then uh, we had uh, as we said the various things covid drupal 8 so two things changed uh, so it was um, i had decided that the very first time i will have the opportunity to to present this I will share it with uh, everyone interested. So it was an idea that I had from uh, 2016, back then. Uh, and it was actually the time that uh, it, could be, it could be true. Of course, I had changed a lot of things because stuff had changed. Uh, the way the modules that I had in mind had uh, changed. And Drupal had changed which had take, taken some of the functionality from uh, contrib modules to its core. Um, but it was, uh, it was really great. And uh, I, I, at first I had uh, tried to set it as a, 
um, as the very first sessions of uh, DrupalCon. Um, but some others were picked. And I think that uh, for, for me, who was uh, a newcomer at DrupalCon, it was really good that um, they preferred others. And I was um, available for a BOF session because a BOF session has as its core to have less people. Uh, it, it requires um, a subject to provide a discussion afterwards. So my presentation was with all these things. And of course, I didn't know at all which, uh, what level of people I would have uh, observing the, the presentation. Yeah, I guess the normal session presentation, somebody's at the front with slides and they're giving a presentation maybe for 30, 40 minutes. And then yes. questions at the end was uh, birds of a feather or a boff is, is more, as you said, round table or, or a discussion. Maybe someone does a small presentation with some ideas, but it's more of a discussion forum rather than a presentation. Yes. And it was actually uh, very good that, and that was uh, actually what um, made me understand that it was successful, that's successful, was the fact that I had the presentation, I had 45 minutes for me. Uh, so the presentation was 30 minutes, and then the rest of the quarter, we really talked. We really discussed about what uh, people learned or, or what uh, uh, people used to, to do in their jobs or companies, or how they, they have understood people working in Drupal uh, in contrast to other CMS. So it was really successful, from my point of view, at least. Did you, did you submit it as a did you submit it as a BOF to begin with, or did you want to submit it as a as a presentation first and then someone suggested it as a BOF, or did you just submit it as a BOF straight away? No, no, it was firstly suggested as a, as one of the of the major uh, talks for for DrupalCon. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, I was, uh, as I said, a newcomer, and uh, all the the stuff that um, made it not uh, get submitted there. So I submitted, but it was not accepted. Uh, so we said, okay, I still have, I still want to share it with uh, uh, with anyone who wants to to attend it. So it was uh, submitted as a BOF. Yeah, that's really good to have that as an option. I know I've been yes to some conferences where they've got sort of a conference track and then an unconference track. So very similar. So it's more sort of people will turn up and then sort of decide on the day who's giving a, a session so maybe if you didn't get in to the main speaker lineup you've got a secondary option so yes I suppose it it's, really good. yeah that's still look good in your sort of quote cv for speaking you know if you if you want to apply again so uh, for next year then you could show that oh, last year i did a a bot session and mm -hmm. not got that yes, pressure exactly of, yeah, standing at the front and giving a present or you know having it recorded and streamed and everything you know that that's there and yeah it took took me a while actually i think i, I remember applying a few times to, to do DrupalCon and uh wasn't successful for for quite a while and then i think now the thing with speaking i think if you've got videos or you've got um things you can sort of show people if you've given a talk a few times and people can sort of see what you like then then that maybe will help and when you sort of more of a known uh 
commodity and less risky. You never know if someone picks a set. And I've been on the, the speaker um, selection panel before um, for my own things, but also I did DrupalCon a couple of years ago, I think. Um, so yeah, it's quite an interesting process I've got behind the scenes. But yeah, if you can sort of show yeah, I've given this list of, of talks or sessions or ideas, then that'll, that'll help. So yeah, I definitely encourage anybody to you know. That's why I started actually, as I was doing that first Drupal camp London, I gave one meetup talk first of all, and then I was going to Drupal camp and I thought, well, I'm going, I'll submit a session and that got accepted. And then <laughs> it all went from there and, and I'm on like 93 or something silly like that. So that's, um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, so your, your book was called Drupal's Alternative Realities, which is a, a title I'm really yes. intrigued by. <laughs> yeah, so I missed it at the time, but I'm really curious for you to sort of explain a bit more about what, what that means, what, what you sort of covered in, in that. Give me some, yes. some examples. Yes, of course. Well, the interesting part in, uh, in Drupal is that we tend to have um, a, a concentrated effort on what we do. Uh, we, if we find something working, we all the developers who want to provide a similar solution will try to focus on the same module that is working for the rest. So, for example, we are not expecting um, a views alternative. Okay. And I don't think that it will be an alternative in the future. Um, so, even though we have a philosophy that we use one module, to fill as many gaps as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, there are still various modules that in some ways get between each other. So for example, to make it more clear, uh, we have panels yep. in order to structure the, the content of a website, of a page, I would say. We have as a supplement the panels everywhere module which allows a developer to get the block layout system of Drupal out of the way and use panels everywhere, actually. We have the context module, which allows us to create some contexts for some pages. Say, I want this uh, region or this block hidden uh, from that page. We have layout builder, we have display suite, so all these modules, they, in some cases, they overlap, yeah. but they tend to do different things. So for example, panels actually may override the whole controller. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas display suite or layout builder are for entities. Um, and you can use these um, one into each other, though they are all uh, for structuring the content of, uh, of the page. Uh, other examples are the, the, the ACA module, where we have them, we tend to use some uh, flows directly in code, and then we just hope that the developers uh, have followed the guidelines and the flow that uh, the architect has uh, uh, designed. But um, uh, with the ACA module, you have the opportunity to, uh, to actually see that what the architect has designed is what you really do in, uh, in Drupal 2. Uh, other modules, 
is uh, for example we tend to have to, of course if you want to to query the database you have the common ways of uh, um, calling the services in uh, in drupal or use the entity query or we some in some cases it, it is even uh, acceptable to use a view and uh, execute from a view so all these kind of things um, or, for example, we, we now tend to use uh, paragraphs for some cases if when we want to lay out, uh, or there are CK editor templates. These are actually various um, ways of solving our problems, the, the problems that the client sets upon us and says, I, have, I want this, so provide me with a solution. Mm -hmm. uh, so these modules do different things. But as, a develop as developers, we have the opportunity to decide which one is the best. Yeah. And the best is related, of course, to the team we have, to the experience we have, to what we want to do, and of course, to uh, how this will affect our future decisions in the project. Yeah, a couple there. I think you mentioned paragraphs. I think paragraph and field collection spring to mind as things that are sort of similar. I know field collection has, has been deprecated or, or unsupported now in favor of paragraphs. So there's some yes. publishing going on there. Um, but even then, we, we did different different things. It, it's, uh, I would say, the same differences between organic groups and groups. I was just, yeah, that's what <laughs> I was just thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's interesting. So then I can't remember there being any sort of negative discussions around it, but I remember people going, well, there is this other module that does this. You know, why would you write this other module? I know there's been similar things in the, the Symphony community of them you know, building their own components rather than using an existing open source component. And of course, there's reasons why they decided to do that. But yeah, initially, I guess there could be a little bit of uh, backlash, probably a strong word, but um, resistance, I guess, to begin with, if you're like, oh, well, there's already a module that does that. But if you've got um, sort of reasons that you can sort of back that up, then yeah, it's probably a, a good. Yeah. Yes, but in, in general, even if uh, there are um, two modules doing the same thing, the, the community will pick, will pick one yeah. to support or to, to use. So that's the reason why you may see one module having a few thousand uses, uh, whereas another might have around 800, let's say. So is the point of your session to sort of look at some of these examples and sort of collaborate and compare, or are you, are you trying to encourage collaborating on, on and deciding on one reason, or do you want people to sort of look at other options? What was, what was the, sort of the, the sort of elevator pitch or the the... the tagline of your sort of session uh, the tagline was uh, actually that uh, what makes us better is that uh, we definitely have to know the tools we are using so um, there are different mechanisms even in Drupal where we have as I said the, the one module philosophy in general let's say uh, but this knowledge should uh, give us the possibility to choose what is best for the problems the client has set on us to solve. But which one to pick is where the expertise is found in. 
So it's not that one solution is good and one is not. No. Uh, it's definitely not that way. But um, is uh, what it's best for the resources we have. For example, um, the as one, one question that uh, came from the audience was, uh, which uh, solution from these that you mentioned for lay for layout in the content uh, was the most difficult one? Uh, and my response, uh, with a lot of others, was uh, panels, because panels gives you some so much flexibility on doing things. But on the other hand, if you don't know how to consume this flexibility, then it is really easy uh, to get bitten by it. Yeah, I suppose it's not always a, a, a right or a wrong answer. A lot of the time it's going to be, it depends. It's going to depend yes. on the project. It'll depend on who's working on the project. It's going to depend on uh, maybe there's a decision to be made now, but maybe you've got another feature you're going to be doing in you know, another sprint that needs something else. So yeah, there's probably not going to be always use X over Y or A over B. It's usually going to be a... Yeah, someone said, which one should I use on my project? It's like, it's not always that simple. <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it could be like a, it depends option. And yeah, I, I've definitely found this though. I guess if I'm working on, if I come onto a project, especially when I didn't build and maybe it's like, oh, add this to this project and you sort of go in and sort of maybe you assume it's been done you know, this way or that way. But yeah, you have to sort of go in and go, right, well, how have they done it? And how was somebody else doing it before? Yes, yes. So I guess that's where some of the trickiness comes in. Like you say, you could be using, um, yeah, queries in a module, or you could be doing, um, like say, views to, to do your query building. Like I've seen lots of different options of how to approach the, lots yes. of ways to do the same thing. So, um, yeah. If, if, if you have decided in your team what you are doing, Everything is clear, mm -hmm. but as you said, if something is coming from another team, uh, or uh, you are actually um, by luck working for a specific time in uh, for a project of another company, you then uh, understand that okay, I was using this module with one way, and they use it using by another way. Right. <laughs> I had this recently with uh, the config split module, mm -hmm. uh, where I used it for, for example, to have uh, web forms uh, on production size that okay. the content editors use, uh, whereas others used it for for other ways. Yeah, I think the one that jumps out to me when you've said that now is the features module of Drupal Seven that was meant to be used as a we'll build one news page content type or news page and one content type and we'll move that across every project but <laughs> nobody used it for that everybody used it as a configuration management tool essentially to move from you know dev to stage to prod that uh, dev yeah dev stage prod um nobody really used it for its intended use case so everybody was using it in this other way and like you said community found a use case for it and then that also became configuration management in um triple eight 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 plus yeah, I'm, I'm curious. The other thing you said about you know, if you so if you to sit down, if you had a requirement to implement a feature, and you were like, well, we could do it this way or that way, or we could use panels, or we could use layer builder, or we could use this. If once you made a decision, do you have a preferred way of then sort of documenting that and also being 
like oh this is this is what this is the problem we're trying to solve these are the options we've looked at we decided to use this one for this reason now do you do you do that sort of that documentate that sort of decision uh, architectural decisions sort of uh, records or that any sort of approach for for documenting why you've made that decision why you maybe used solution a over solution b Mm, I would say no. I would say no. Okay. Uh, we are a small team, uh, so and we are working um, in the office or the last few years uh, hybrid mode. So um, we are always uh, while working one near the other. So the knowledge and the the, the decision, the, everything is uh, part of our uh, daily flow. Okay. Uh, so it's just something that we have uh, decided on what we use. And uh, of course, if uh, anyone comes uh, up and says, I have a different idea, of course, we will present uh, the, the cons that we have found in, um, in some ways. But um, we definitely want to, to hear new ideas. And um, if they are good, of course, we will follow them. It's a very healthy approach. I think the worst, one of the worst things I've ever heard people say is, but we've always done it this way. Or, um, you know, yeah. we, we, we haven't had to write tests before. Why do we have to write tests now? Or, um, <laughs> you know, it's that type of thing. If, if you're, it's healthy to be always sort of reevaluating. And that, that's not always what's the shiny thing this week to, to jump on. But, you know, if you're making an effort to improve, I think that's well, very healthy. Testing the fancy things is something that you definitely have to do. Someone will have to do it. Uh, either a senior or a junior, someone will have to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, you definitely can't say, okay, this week the, in, on this project, we are going to do this uh, way of uh, solving uh, the issues. And the next uh, project, we're going to do something completely different because this confuses the the people uh, below you yeah you, you want that that, that that's tried to to not suffocate from uh, from all this uh, different way of solving issues so yes of course we have a a tendency in uh, in some modules or some uh, ways of uh, uh, developing but uh, yes the health the, being healthy means that the people are healthy so it eventually comes back to you. Yeah, that's good. Good thing to, good message to sort of finish on. Um, yeah, it's been really great to have you on on the show. So yeah, say so you're my uh, second guest on the show. I think it's all gone quite well, <laughs> even though my headphones sort of fell over at one point. I just plugged them in very seamlessly. <laughs> nobody, nobody noticed. So um, I'm sure. Nice to have fun. you too. Um, if people want to find out more uh, about you or, or the company before, where can where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me with my my username in uh, Drupal.org as uh, Venceres, and uh, of course we are available at uh, e at e uh, e upper dash isepia dot gr. Found it. <laughs> I'll uh, get some links. I'll put them in the show notes along with the the podcast on the website as well, so people can find out these things uh i'll try and find some links to the the people camp that you mentioned as well so we've got those on there uh we'll put the link to the boff session and, and DrupalCon page as well so if there's any other links we can think of we'll, we'll add them in 
All right. Um, yeah, it's been great to have you on. Thanks very much for, uh, for joining Thank me. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been the Beyond Blocks podcast. I've been Oliver Davis. Thank you very much. <laughs>